Welcome to the Into His Eyes podcast, a podcast about life, its ups and downs, and looking daily into God's eyes, our hand in His. Welcome to the Into His Eyes podcast. podcast super super excited that you are a part of this uh, journey with me if you are continuing to listen uh, if your first time welcome welcome uh, to this I want to get into it you know this podcast is about focusing on our heavenly father when we focus on him when we when we move through our days our journey with uh, our hand in his our walking partner our life partner um, you know what we focus on matters and, and, and us having a correct focus, a correct image, God's given us an imagination to use. And when we imagine and we, we feel his presence with us every single day and our eyes are focused on him, not on ourselves, um, not on what others may do for us or can do for us or how they've wronged us, um, when we're not looking for the world to fill up, um, what we feel needs to be felt, uh, uh, filled up and, um, you know, just our eyes focused the, the correct way. And I believe when we do that, when our eyes are focused on him, his grace, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness, his gentleness, his kindness, his peace, his strength, all those different things. When we're focused on that and we really, really feel that and we're grateful that we can have that in our life, the pain through the pains, through the ups and the downs, then we can really go out and I feel love and serve others correctly. We can have that peace that does surpass all understanding. And I think it's, it's tremendous to be able to feel that. But I also feel so often, um, you know, what happens is too often we have expectations. We have expectations when we come to know Christ, when we accept him as our Savior. As Christians, we have expectations that hurt and maybe disconnect that relationship. You know, we have expectations of our spouse of how they should treat us, what they should do, how they should act, um, you know, how they should treat us as a spouse. You know, we're disappointed, right? I don't, I don't treat my spouse the way that I should uh, all the time, right? And vice versa. You know, we have expectations of how our kids, uh, we feel they should be, what they should say, how they should act, right? And these expectations then damage and they hurt that relationship. And I think sometimes we have false expectations of how our relationship with God should work. And we have that vending machine, God kind of thing that, you know, we should be able to go to him and pray and just, uh, have things work out the way that we feel they should work out because we know best (laughs) when they don't, right. We get disappointed. We get upset. We kind of throw up our hands and be like, what's this for? My life is still hard. You know, I'm still hurt by people. I still make poor decisions. Why? Why? And I, and I think it's, it's a struggle and a battle that we have. And I feel that we need to come to a place in our life to where we have, um, where our focus is on him. We have correct expectations. I love this. I want to read it in, in Romans seven. Paul talks about it. Um, he, he says it's a fact of life. It seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there's another law at work within me 
is at war with my mind. The law wins the fight and makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Thank God. The answer isn't Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is in my mind. I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. It's very interesting. Paul, Paul is being incredibly authentic, real. What I, what I, you know, a fact of life. To do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong, guys. We're, we're not. So we, we have this choice and we have this sin in our life. We have this self-centeredness that, that makes us do certain things. But I don't want to leave it there, right? I, want to leave, I don't want to leave it there. So he says the future glory in Romans 8. He says, for we know that all creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And even we Christians, although we have the Holy Spirit within us, a foretaste of future glory also grown to be released from pain and suffering. Right? So right there, he's saying we're going to have pain, we're going to have a suffering. And to think not is kind of silly. It's kind of silly. Right? We too wait anxiously for that day when God will give us our full rights as children, including new bodies as he promised us. Now that we are saved, we eagerly... We eagerly look forward to this freedom. For if you already have something, you don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. So we must wait patiently and confidently. Right? So how do we do that? How do we focus on our Heavenly Father and move through this life waiting patiently and confidently? And I think what happens is when we don't wait patiently, when we don't wait confidently, when we try to make, I think, heaven on earth and we can't have heaven on earth, then we get confused. We get frustrated. And, you know, it's it's very, very interesting, I feel, in regards to it. So, So that aching, that groaning, you know, when we do things that we know we shouldn't do, it should, it should point us to the cross. It should point us to our heavenly father. It should bring us to, I feel a point of surrenderness where, you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't fight this any longer. I need grace. I need mercy. I need his strength. I need his love because life is going to be hard. And I think what happens is, you know, what I talked about is we, we try to create heaven on earth we try to not feel what needs to be felt, right? Which is a big thing. We don't feel what needs to be felt. We need to feel the disappointment. Guys, life brings enough. Now, this is a big statement. This is a huge statement. I'm probably going to title this podcast, Feel What Needs to Be Felt. But we need to feel the disappointment. We need to feel the pain. We need to feel the suffering. We need to feel the ache. We need to feel what needs to be felt. And so often what happens is when we don't feel what needs to be felt and we try to numb out the pain through workaholism, alcohol, pornography, you know, whatever it may be, we try to toys, we go through to all these things to try to fill up or to make ourselves feel better. 
okay? Thus avoiding the pain, right? The ache that then should point us back or should should make us want to really go to him and to feel that peace that does surpass understanding. When we don't feel those things, right? Then we go often to the wrong things to not feel what should be felt, you know? And I, I did this for 35 years of my life, guys. 35 years of my life, I numbed out the pain of my childhood, what happened to me, what I saw, what, what was done to me. I did this for 35 years. I studied dealing with and feeling and working through. I went to other things. And those other things have consequences, big consequences. And, and, and when we go to the false false places or false things to not deal with what needs to be dealt with. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to ache. You talk about that. Paul talks about it. there's groaning, right? There's groaning. There's, there's an ache in our soul. There's an emptiness and that's okay. And, and to get to the point to where that's okay, that we understand that this is part, we're part of a smaller story. This is just a blimp in eternity. I mean, what's eternity, right? I mean, if you're, you know, and we're talking about we go through seasons or we go through life. Our, our season of life on this earth, if we're lucky, wait, maybe 80 or 90 years old, I don't know. But an eternity, what is that, a second? Less than a second, you know, if you look at it in that particular way. But we really need to f- feel what needs to be felt. And you need to understand and, and that's where I feel when, when we feel that pain and we go through that and we don't have these false expectations and, and, and we know that we can't, we can't get the satisfaction that we need from our, from our spouse. It just is what it is. You know, I can be a great husband, but I'm not going to say the right things or I'm not going to be able to be God to, to my wife and, and she's not going to be able to be God to me and I'm not going to be able to, and she's not going to be able to give me all that we need. My kids. Sometimes we put so much hope in our kids, right? That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. But we have these expectations. We don't feel what needs to be felt. You know, there, there, there may be certain things in your life right now. And I, and I really think this, like get older, 99.9% of us are struggling with something really, really hard in our life. Really, really hard. Or it's there. And it needs to be dealt with, but we're going to other things to not deal with what needs to be dealt with. Right? You know? I know so often as a man sometimes when we're really real and we're really authentic, we share 92% of what really is really going on. Right? But there's that 7%, there's that 5% of in life, there's that deep pain when you go to bed at night or whatever it may be, you know, that hurts. That's rough. So we, we need to understand that, guys. We need to feel what needs to be felt. We need to drop our expectations that this life is going to be easy and this life we're not going to have any issues. And, and it, you know, for some of you maybe listening, you're just like, gosh, Damon, that is so negative. Well, I don't know if it's negative or not. I'm telling you, I went to 35 years of my life thinking that, you know, trying to be Mr. Positive. And, and, and I don't think that that has changed, but now I'm coming to the reality of it's okay. Life is hard. Life is challenging. It's all right, Damon. 
it's all right, whoever's listening, that that this happens and that may not be achieved and and that person may say that to you and, and, and you have a wound that hasn't been dealt with so that person says something to you and it's like they just stuck a, a finger in a raw wound. Right? So you, you need to deal with what needs to be dealt with. We need to feel what needs to be felt and we need to be, and be aware of it. Be aware of it. Be aware of what you may be going to to not feel and not move through. And, and, and listen, I, you know, sometimes I, I think we can get mistaken in regards to, well, what am I supposed to do to sit in my pain, sit in my ache and just sit there and not do anything about it? No, I'm not saying that, but, but pain can be incredibly, incredibly powerful tool that can be used to make sure that we focus on the correct things Maybe stop what's causing more of the pain in our life, more of the sin, right? I think so much what we do is there's sin that we do, right? What Paul talked about, I never do, I want to do what is right, but I do what is wrong, right? And there's consequences. There's always consequences to our sin. But when we focus on, on, on the sin and not doing the sin, we're focused on the sin, Right. But if we can, we can understand that we have that pain, we have that ache, that we're not perfect, that we have grace, that we have love, that we have the forgiveness. We, we can have so much gratitude for that. And what it does is when we turn our focus, not on doing what we know we shouldn't do, but we turn our focus on our heavenly father. And I really, really mean this. You know, I heard an amazing statement one time, you know, when you're in the sin, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. When you're drinking and you're getting hammered and you're just trying to numb out the pain, right? Or when you're looking at pornography, whatever it may be, focus on your heavenly father. Look into his eyes then. Look into his eyes. He's a big boy. He can handle it. Turn that focus on him. Turn that focus on him. And I think when we're so focused on him, we're so, we, we, we want, we, we feel that love and we feel that. And, and our most important desire, I I think then becomes the desire for him, not the desire to feel better. I think that's, again, that's a big, that's a big problem in our life because we, we are, our focus is too much of just feeling better. So when we don't feel good, we want to feel better, right? But it's an interesting kind of way of thinking about it. We, we focus and we look to him. So during those times when we don't feel good, during those times when we focus on him, okay, and then it's weird that then that peace comes and, and that relationship with him, that connection with him, that looking into his eyes, that walking hand in his becomes the most important. That becomes our biggest desire. And when that becomes our biggest desire, those other things... Not always, not always, but if we can, if we can, when those things come on, when those, those things of, oh, I need to feel better. I want to do this, or I want to do that, or that person hurt me. Now I don't feel good. Instead of focusing on that, if we can get to the point to where, uh, uh-uh, hold on, 
I'm going to focus on my heavenly father. I'm going to look into his eyes. I'm going to grab his hand and we're going to, we're going to move through this. We're going to, we're going to move through this. And then, then you're like, wow. Okay. So then you become dependent. I think you then become dependent on that connection. You, you become dependent on that relationship. That becomes your biggest. So when you get hurt, when certain things come in your life, your first thought isn't to, you know, well, I'm going to need to go have a beer. I need to go get hammered, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be, you know, I need to go look at some porn because I feel inadequate and I need, need to feel better as a man. So I'm going to go do this because I don't want to feel what needs to be felt. You're, you're, you want to run to him. You want to be with him. And guys, I'm telling you this and girls, this comes from a place of tremendous brokenness. I, I think you have to be broken. And you have to feel so much pain. Not always, but you're like, you know what? I just, it doesn't work. The other stuff doesn't work. I'm tired. I'm broken. I need, I need to be, I need to be carried. I need to lean back into my, my father's arms and I just need to, that's what I need. So you go to that because you've gone to the other thing for so long. It never works. It gets you in more trouble, more sin, more, not feeling good. It's a cycle of pain and you get tired. You're like, I can't do it. I can't. So then that brokenness comes that surrender every single day of going to the correct place of going to him. I love this statement from Larry Kraft's book, um, inside out. It says when we feel our pain and face our sin, we learn to more richly value the gospel of Christ, which provides hope and forgiveness And in this process, we find strength to carry on until we sit down at the banquet table to enjoy the richest affair. So when we feel that pain, when we feel that ache, hopefully we go to him and we run to him. We go to the correct place and we sit there. And I I feel when we can do that, guys, man, we can love better. We can love better too, right? We can love better. We drop our expectations. We can love. Our kids can say something to us that may hurt, may be painful, but it's okay. We focus on our Heavenly Father and we we love them. We love them. Hopefully, and and we can't even begin to love an, uh, an inch or whatever, a minuscule amount of how he loves us, but... If our focus is on him, maybe just a little bit better, we can move through life, through the ups and downs, through the pains, through the struggles, through the heartaches. And, and we can, we can incredibly appreciate the things that go well in our life, but we're not so thrown off and we're not so bothered when life doesn't go the way that we think it should go because we understand that this is temporary that life is life and it's going to be hard and we don't have these expectations of life you know being easy and should work out a certain way so then the the pains and the hurts can maybe hurt less maybe not but that's okay and and the things that happen that are very good in our life we can be grateful and we can have gratitude for that but we don't put those up too high as well but we go through life, I think, with an easier, um, not easier isn't the word, but a more level, a more loving, a more focused, a more gentle, a more peaceful, 
a more impactful, a more influential life of centeredness on our Heavenly Father and the focus on Him. So anyways, guys, hope that made sense. I'm going to wrap it up because I can just sometimes ramble on and ramble on forever. And then, uh, you know, it gets good. And then it starts to, oh, Damon's rambling again. But anyways, hope you love the podcast. Guys, feel free to reach out to me. I know I said that at the end, you know, in the outro, you know, reach out to me. Um, I love to help. I love to listen. I love to serve. I love to, um, if, if I can, this, sometimes we need somebody to listen to us. Sometimes we need somebody to listen to our pain. I feel that we always need someone in our life, at least one person, one to two that we share everything with literally share our heart, right? We can say things that, you know, we wouldn't say in public, right? And we can share those deepest aches, those deepest pains, those different thoughts that may not be the right (laughs) thought, right? But you can share it with somebody. You can get it out. And that brother or that sister loves you. And uh, I think we need that. So if, if you need that, I'm available for that. I'd love to do that. So anyways, guys, have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Into His Eyes podcast. Feel free to follow Damon on all social media sites and contact him directly at Damon at DamonEddy.com. Thank you for listening to the Into His Eyes podcast.